Judges chapter 14, verses 1-6. through 6. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and he told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of her daughters of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as my wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at the same time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring out against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father of this or his mother what he had done. Father, this morning, I no idea what road you're going on, but I just want to go with you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, sir. This is your house. Have your way and may you be exalted in our lives today. Everything that we do, Father, we give you the praise and the glory and the honor. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. It would be easy for us to read through the story of Samson and to become like most people do when they see a Christian or one of that convert do something wrong and end up in trouble, they are quick to point out why they are where they are. Well, if you wouldn't have done this, you wouldn't be, come on, have any of you ever heard it? You wouldn't be in the situation that you're in if you would have just done what... I guess none of you have lived. You keep on living. You'll have, you'll have somebody tell you before it's over, if you wouldn't have done it the way that you wanted to do it, you wouldn't have had to go through what you went through to get to where you're at. It's easy for us to read this story or this account of Samson and, and go, man, if Samson would have just listened, he wouldn't have been tied to the donkey. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have had to go and run around the mills and, and grind everything. He wouldn't have been blinded. He wouldn't have been tied. He wouldn't have been beaten. He wouldn't have lost everything. He wouldn't have had to go through it if he would have just listened. But he chose to do something different. What if, what if I were to tell you that just because Samson ended up where Samson was and just because Samson went through what Samson went through doesn't necessarily mean that he was outside of God's will. Maybe, just perhaps, because of Scripture, I can tell you that it was because of God that Samson went through what he went through. Did you not hear the word when it said that his mother did not know that God was already having a plan? God had already worked something out in Samson's life. God had already sanctified Samson for a time. God had already set apart Samson for a time. And to go back and to be able to free the Israelites from from the, from the power of the Philistines. The mother didn't know at the time. Who would have ever thought that what you're getting ready to do outside of a covenant that I have made with God, that it would be something that God would use? Now, I'm not trying to give you permission to sin. I'm not trying to give you permission to step outside of God's Word. But I'm telling you right now, as a Christian person, you better be quick. To realize that just because you don't think so, don't mean it ain't so. God's bigger than you. God's already got a plan. God had a plan from the beginning. He already knew that you was going to make a knucklehead move. He 
already had it in the plan. I think he might have reconsidered us a couple times before he sent me and you down. He said, man, I just know. But he sent us anyway. <laughs> See, Samson appears to have broken his Nazarite vow on two separate occasions. One occasion was him touching the dead carcass of a lion. Because making the Nazarite vow, that was against everything within them, that they were not to touch anything unclean because it would make them unclean. The other would be conducting the feast where they drank wine. Yeah, he drank. See, it was customary. See, the, here, here, here's, a, here's a big problem with all this. He goes to his mother and his father as if it wasn't bad enough and saying, go get me her. Because it, it was custom for the parents to be involved in the marriage. It was custom for mom and dad to go and choose and maybe even pay some under-the-table money, right? And depending on how pretty she was, depending on how much money daddy had to give up. You know what I mean? So we got, we got to be careful with this. But here he is, get me her. She pleases me well. And as soon as they take him to the spot, he took over. How many times has God taken you to the spot and you took over? Somehow, someway, you convinced him to get you there. Come on. You're here, aren't you? Somehow or another, you convinced him to get you here. And then you put it in your own hands. That's just like the religious Somehow or another, God put them in position, and they took over. So it went from 10 to 690-10, whatever. Right? They started adding to it, as if those 10 weren't complicated enough. <laughs> Jesus broke it down. He gave me two hard ones. He said, you tend to those two. The rest of them take care of themselves. He gave them to you too. <laughs> oh, he give them to you. Love one another. And love God. Uh-oh. We got the love God part somewhat. We come to church at least on Sunday. Sometime on Wednesday. We'll tithe at least once a month. And we'll help somebody at least once a year. So we've got the God love kind of down. Not really. But loving one another, boy, we still need work on that one, don't we? Huh? I mean, some of us don't like people just because of the way they look. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, you've got to be worked as a remnant. God, he can't use the sissies. can't use the babies. You have to be worked to be used. God's, God's got to know he can trust you. That's right. He said for, for the ones that he can trust with little things, he'll give more to. He's got to trust. He, look, he's not going to give you a car without a license, baby. You got to drive. <laughs> but see, if we aren't careful... We'll begin looking at other people just like they looked at Samson. Or just like you looked at Samson. If he wouldn't have done it, he wouldn't have been there. I got news for you. It ain't always up to what you did or didn't do. It's up to what he wants done. See, we y'all can't get with me, can you? You, you, don't, you don't like it kind of real talk. You like the... See, there's sometimes in life that even if we ourselves would find trouble, if we were honest with ourselves and we'd done inventory of our own life, we too could connect something we'd done bad 
to the trouble we're in. Come on, have you ever tried that? Have you ever looked back and wondered and went, man, if I wouldn't have done? Not a bad thing, but it's not something I'm going to consider should be the way of your life. Because what will come out of that will be condemnation, not conviction. Then the next thing you know, it's going to be all about you and where you go and how you move and what you say and what you... It ain't all about you. Matter of fact, it ain't about you. Come on. I'll just look over there because this might get a little hard and sticky and I want somebody can handle it. <laughs> you see, it's easy for the religious to point fingers out at our problems and blame our behavior, but it's far more harder to say that God's orchestrating it. I mean, when you see something going as not planned by you, you rebuke that thing, don't you? Come on, how many of you? Don't don't lie. Man, you'll anoint your house. You'll pray in tongues for weeks. You'll fast for months to break that thing off of you. And the whole time it's God up there mixing that thing together because there's something inside of you that he wants to reveal to you. And if we'd give our if we give ourselves a chance, just a chance, in the midst of our trouble, if we would stop resenting the trouble so much and take a step back, we might be able to see what it is that God wants to reveal. But we resent trouble. We resent problems. Even when he said, listen, it's crazy to think that you're not going to fall into tribulation. It's crazy to think that that's not going to come your way. It's crazy to think that. But man, when it comes, we go, what? And we want to know why, God, why? And we keep missing the purpose. He's been trying to show you for 20 years. And because you're so hung up. Yeah. In your ways and in your traditions. Be careful. Your traditions is what makes the word of no avail. That's scripture for you. You keep hanging on to tradition. You, do you see why I don't do communion every fifth Sunday? Do you, why see, do you see why sometimes you're going to get a sermon before you get to sing? Might not even get to sing sometimes. Sometimes you may not even get a word. We've got to be willing and ready in the moment. We've got to be watchmen on the walls, always keeping a lookout. We, we, see, we have to know. We say, you, you, you people are crazy. Y'all, y'all can figure out the signs of the times with, with, the, with the leaves and the sun and everything. But when I'm trying to do something, you can't figure it out. And I've laid it out for you right here. Look at the world right now. It's in utter chaos. Right. You shouldn't be tied in it. That's right. That's right. Why is it catching you off guard? What are you scared of? Right. Yeah, some of us might go to jail. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Get your license revoked. Might come a day you'll get your Bible taken from you. You better listen, church. We we plan too much. I got to get back. (coughs) Not everything you do in life is you pursue destiny will be understood by those around you. That's one of the biggest problems with God calling you. 
because it's, it's, it's God's destiny. He afforded you the opportunity to play a part. See, there's some people out there that speak about your destiny. It, I already know my destiny. My destiny is to be with my daddy. That's my destiny. Now, everything else that happens here is for his destiny. Don't get, when you get caught up on this thing that it's yours, it's not yours. Galatians puts it like this. The life I now live, it's not mine, but it's his. The one who bled and died for me. That my life belongs to him. Who do we serve? You know, some of us are just some of us are just crazy because we serve ourselves every day and we're the worst person in the world. And we'll bow to ourselves in a hot New York second. Because it makes us feel good. It handles what we need handled at the moment. Temporary insanity is what it is. See, you're going to find that there's going to be those who tell you that you're out of God's will. Because it doesn't look like what they're used to seeing. Come on, any of you ever really, I mean, took a call of your life? I'm not, listen, I'm not talking about one of your crazy fantasies. I'm, I'm talking about a call on your life that God pursued you and put on your life. And you displayed that call to someone. If you haven't been here on Wednesday, we've been talking about Joseph for a while. And you know what happens when you start displaying your purpose to those around you that you've grew up with, that you've been around, that you're your inner circle. Can I tell you that your inner circle will turn their back on you, buddy? Because God is so radical in his ways. Yeah. They will go, gotta go. Good luck to you. Don't call me, I'll call you. You done lost your mind. You want to do what? Why are you thinking about doing that? And if you're not careful, your destiny, his destiny, your part in destiny will become a democracy. Because then you're going to start relying on other people's approval. Come on, don't tell, don't tell me that you don't wait for somebody to be in agreement with you on something in your life that God has called you on before you'll make a move. That's true. Come on. Can I tell you the moment that you step out on somebody else's approval, baby, you're going to fall flat on your face. I can't be dependent upon you. God is my father. But yet we'll get tied to that. We look for everybody to pat us on the back and say, oh, we got you. We're with you. Let me tell you something. They are not with you. Peter said, Jesus, I'll die with you, liar. You're going to sit by the bonfire. I'll peer in from a distance. And the only reason they're doing that is to be nosy. Right. <laughs> oh, come on. I know you don't like me this morning. How many of you know that if we knew God's every move pertaining to destiny, we'd find a way to mess it up? This is what, look, this is what Samson walks up and a lion caught him by surprise. 
What if? Come on, track with me. What, what if God told Samson, you're going to fight this lion with your bare hands and you go kill it? Samson would have never took the left, baby. You're right. Huh? We'll go to the next gas station. Come on, any of you guys ever done that? We ain't gonna stop it. We'll go to the next. And you're supposed to stop by there. If you'd have stopped by there, it'd have been 10 cents cheaper. But then you find it, it's creeping up on you. Uh-oh. See, if we are prepared for what we're about to fight, then at the victory, we begin giving ourself the gratification and we'll begin to glorify in ourselves because of the preparation. But if you're caught off guard, as the Bible states it, nothing in his hand. See, some of you got dreams and goals, ambitions, calls, and you have nothing, you have nothing in your hands. Wow. Just, I don't know. Destiny has this way of removing you out of your father's house. See, he left. He went by himself to go check out the chick. <laughs> That's the way we can get rid of the gender stuff. Just call them chicks. What, what do y'all call the men? Come on. Y'all had a word. What was the word? Don't lie. There was a word. Huh? What would you say? I heard something in your spirit. You women got, you women got names too. Boy, marriage ministry is going to be fun. Oh, you don't know what you just said. I'll give you a little preview. I'm going to preach out of the book of Job on Friday. Well, not teach, but I'll teach out of the book of Job. Oh, it's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. But see, when, when destiny pulls you out of your father's house, what do you have in your father's house? Come on, ladies. What did, what did you have in your father's house? Some of us. Security. Provision. See, sometimes, sometimes God's got to put you in your insecurities in order to draw out of you what he's got in you in order to pursue. Too many times we rely on ourselves. See, if you rely on yourself every time to fulfill what God's got for you, God ain't in it. If you think you've got to have it all together, come on, some of you done it when you came to church. Some of you figured out, I'm not going to give my heart to the Father. And my dad used to say that, I'm not going to be saved unless I can be 100%. Well, guess what, my brother? You'll never be 100%. That's right. Right. Man, at your very best, you'll be 10. Yes. That's all you've got in you. That's right. Ain't none of you got 50% in you. Not even me. I, I know, I know. Well, here he goes again. No, me too. The best I can give up is to, maybe that's why God asked for 10%. Because he knew that's all you were capable of. And some of us can't even fulfill that one. Come on, I know it ain't feeling right. God knows if, you left, if you're left around those who brought you this far, they could also be the ones to keep you from moving forward. <laughs> yep. Come on, because then your reliance is in those people. How many of you are willing to be separated from the people that you've entrusted in so much in your life up to this point? Oh, you might call them, I mean, churchies has got all these names. They got like spiritual fathers and mothers and brothers. They, they got all this other stuff. I'm, I'm just talking about somebody that's got an influence on your life. Right. And they've had such a heavy weight of influence. What if God called you away from that person? Can you do it? 
You go do what God wants you to do. Ain't nobody going to be involved but you and him. The other ones are just going to be helping hands every once in a while, brother. They ain't going to be there to carry you. It's like leading a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's kind of the way, that's kind of the way friends are. I mean, I've been told time and time again, man, if I can die and I've got friends that I can count on one hand, I am a prosperous man. I like to hear some of y'all's friends. Because I just asked you some questions. <laughs> we'll figure out whether or not they're friends. Right. Or if they just, you know, they just the boys. They, you know, every once in a while we'll meet up at the sheets or something. You know, they might buy me a drink or something at the sheets. Coffee. <laughs> but what's a crying shame when you preach to a flock of people that you've got to be so quick to put in disclosures and fine print at the bottom of the contract because if you don't, they're going to crucify you by what you just said. I think we've all looked at somebody in our life at some point in time in our life for their approval in order for us to put one foot in front of the other. Come on, have you done it? So let me ask you this, because you're saying that you've done it. Most of you are. Some of you just scared because you know I'll just trap you in there. But, but some of us have. Some of, let me ask you a question. How'd that work for you? So who are you waiting on now? Brother, I was going to do this whether you did it or not. You can bet on that. I'm going to preach whether you like it or not. You can bet on that. I know you're my wife, but I love him more than I love you. Amen. You should. See, some of y'all, some of y'all scared to death to say that. I ain't scared to say it. Because the first time I heard that, the first time I, well, don't tell me God won't challenge you right in the middle of the heat, unprepared, nothing in my hands. I wasn't ready. By surprise. We're going to be sitting and ministering to a group of married folk. And my wife's going to say, I got to tell y'all something because this is what it is. <laughs> and I'm going, what? She said, I don't look for him to complete me. Dude, I dropped my feet, my teeth. I don't even have false teeth. I dropped them out. <laughs> I dropped my teeth. My heart went to my shoe. I thought we was getting divorced. <laughs> I said, this has got to be over. But then she said, I looked to him. And I said, Whoop! I got the goose bump and the whole deal. <laughs> I said, that's my girl right there. What? Huh? Now I moved up, moved my chair back. Say, go ahead, tell him. <laughs> I'm okay. I'll take a back seat. Are you willing to be separated from those that you value so much in order to move into what God has for you? See, when you woke up this morning, you didn't think Pastor was going to be so, did you? You didn't think he was coming after you, did he? He is. He's coming wide open. Are you willing to let go of what you value so much in order to fulfill destiny that God is allowing you to be a part of? You willing? Now, what, to be, be careful. Be careful with your answer. The Bible says that you better be cautious on the covenant you make with him. Some of you made a covenant just last Thursday, puking your guts out because you're drunk. God, if you just give me all, I'll never drink it. And last night, you knucklehead, you went and got drunk again. That's right. 
Yeah, you did. I smelled it on you this morning. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but I've been, ain't we? I mean, all over it. I mean, the porcelain gob was the closest thing to me in my whole life for about a 10-year span. The closest thing to me. I spent more time at the toilet than I did with my wife. True story. <laughs> See, y'all, y'all, can't, y'all don't understand because you ain't been there. Until you find out in your life that you're value, you, you value something more than what you should be valuing, you'll never understand separation. That's right. We put all of our hope and all our desire in what the world can offer. Not understanding, Scripture says that one day it will all burn away. What you worked for last week, if you like me, what you worked for last week was long gone. <laughs> See, y'all can't, that's why I had to stay over here. <laughs> Sometimes it takes storms to bring out of us what it is that God has in us for his divine works. Boy, don't you know that it's one thing to enter a fight that you prepared for and then find yourself in a fight that you weren't. When you're able to prepare for it, You get the benefit of your hard work and your labor. And I'm not saying don't be prepared, because be prepared. I know you ain't going to go to work unless you're ready for it. I know I ain't. Sometimes I just don't go because I ain't ready. (laughs) But see, when we're able to go into that thing and we're not prepared then God gets all the credit. See, you're, you're wanting to know God on another level, but you're scared to let go of the level you're on. You can... <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. You can't walk in Christianity with comfort Comfort walks in you. (laughs) Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Y'all do know the Holy Spirit's your comforter, right? And He abides where? All right, you'll get it. Y'all be eating chicken, you go throw a leg at somebody this afternoon. (laughs) Scripture went on to say that though He had nothing in His hand, Well, here's a sign for you. When you begin to enter into God's will and plan for you, expect to be empty-handed. Oh, come on. If you can use what's already in your hand, you don't need God. That's right. takes God to be in our circumstances to bring us through the trials. We're so dependent upon everything else. I'm going to tell you story after story after story in mine and her life of when we faced trouble. I say, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And if you're any kind of man, you should be telling your wife that. But I say, don't take care of it. I'll fix it. 
And if you're any kind of woman, you'll do like, well, yeah, you'll do like she done. She used to hide stuff from me so that I wouldn't stress about it. She wouldn't tell me just for the simple fact there wasn't nothing I could do about it anyway. Let's just let God handle it. And when God's done, and if he asks, then I'll tell him. <laughs> I, don't call that be, I don't call that lying and being deceitful, especially when it's a godly woman. I call that being protective. I call that being positioned in the low wall. Remember they built the wall halfway up? Remember we talked about that first thing. They built the wall halfway up and he positioned guards at the low parts of the wall. That's my guard. See, I've got some of the other areas. I'm good. But there's a couple little walls. See, y'all started singing, when I dip, you dip, we dip. Y'all started singing that? Well, <laughs> y'all better stop. Stop, see? I mean, he's trying to put his hand on his hip. Just making sure that was water. <laughs> Many of us have trained and prepared for certain battles, but there's just some battles you're not going to be able to train for. How many of you fighting a battle now that you wasn't ready for? And you're you're caught by surprise. And there you are. It's roaring. And you look down and you don't have nothing in your hands. Wait, oh, okay. The Bible says that the Spirit of God fell upon him. And he ripped the lion apart. Killed the lion with his bare hands. Though he had nothing in them. Can I tell you something? The things that you're walking into, you better hope and pray that God gets in it. Stop. Too many times... We prepare and we plan to walk into something and then we hope God. Can I give you a little clue? If you'll wait for God to get in it and then start preparing and... Well, you got pastors that'll tell you that stuff. I mean, they'll lie in a minute. They'll tell you to sow $50. Go change your life. It probably will. You won't pay your light bill. <laughs> Look, if you're going to try to prostitute God's healing and God's moving, I can promise you that's witchcraft. It's manipulation. It is far from the truth. God said, I will bless those who I want, whoever I choose to, and I'll curse whoever it is that I choose to. Don't you dare That's right. go to the feet of Jesus and offer money for deliverance. You can't buy it, baby. Who do we think we are? Come on, church. I told you this morning. We're going to stop playing. I'm going to push you. I'm coming. I'm going to get right at the living. I'm pushing. I'll get right to the liver and get some asparagus again. Wrap stuff. Um, okay, I'm back. <laughs> Thinking you got to have your life all together before you turn it over to God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't you know it took God to turn your life? I don't know. We forget quick. Don't look. You be safe for 15 minutes. You be prophesying out in the hallway. <laughs> yes, you will. I haven't been around you long enough. 
I know the religious spirit, baby. Always trying to get to the front. When the Bible tells you to sit in the back. That's right. Yep. Be unseen. You sit back there. Then when you call to the front, then everybody recognized. I'm not talking to you. I'm pointing at somebody else. (laughs) Spotlight ain't what everybody thinks it is. You're held to a different degree of accountability. Your responsibility is without waiver. I mean, there is no, I don't feel good today. You do it anyway. That's right. Anybody had to praise theirself through the issue? Come on. Come on. You didn't even want to come to church. You was hoping to God the pastor wasn't going to preach first and he would let you sing because you needed to praise right on into it. <laughs> I've been there, so I understand. I just wasn't there this morning. I didn't need it. I'd already had it pre-service. If some of you would attend to the pre-service stuff, you, you'd, be, you'd be so watered down and ready to blossom. Boy, as soon as the Bible was open, you would explode. We treat the place set apart for God as if it's a cafe. I mean, we, it doesn't matter to us. It's just, I mean, I get it. I'm not the religious guy. I know it's just a building. This place is no holier than this place. But this place is set apart. Amen. This is where we come to meet God, not meet each other. Amen. That's why they have foyers in churches. Stop. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Fine. Some of us need to experience God on this level in order to understand our potential in Him. We need to be caught empty-handed. You need. <laughs> I feel like Paul. I feel like Paul because I have my insufficiencies, and some people think that I put out my insufficiencies because. They, or they tell me not to put out my insufficiency because they think I'm downing myself. But I'm not downing myself. I'm glorifying God in it. Because you're not going to walk in my office and see 15 degrees hanging from the wall and 17 different denominational this, that, and it. You're not going to see it. Because I was jerked out of a tree. Literally. Literally. Now, I'm not saying that studying, I get it, but the Bible says study show yourself approved to him, not to people. I ain't got to impress you. See, if I come with you with articulate speech, which you don't want me to try that, okay? Most of you think I'm speaking in tongues if I try to use them big words like that. But if I come, what good is that? If I can't speak out of who I am in Him and the anointing of the Holy Spirit affect your heart, then He ain't using the donkey anymore. God used me, and as soon as He does, you complain. <laughs> well, I've been ridden for years. I'm tired. <laughs> He saddled up again this morning. (laughs) Okay, I'm going. I didn't read through this, but this was the last minute thought that hit me while I was in the office. Remember when he walked back and he passed by the way of the dead lion, the carcass, and he happened to look over And he saw in the carcass of the lion bees and honey. Boy, isn't it awesome. They got to walk you right back to some of those surprise visits and let you taste and see that he's good. (laughs) See, and we went right back to the hands. I mean, he fought a battle with nothing in his hands and God gave him something 
out of the battle and put it in his hands so that he could then see the reward of trusting him and honoring him and doing what it is that he's called him to do. I love it when God let me go back every once in a while. Don't live there. You can't defeat tomorrow's enemies on yesterday's victories. So don't live there. Tomorrow's a different battle. David said, do we go now? Nope. You wait until you hear sound like horses going over top of the trees. You can't fight them like you did last week. Might get your butt handed to you. In a nice, polite way. <laughs> the only problem that I seen with this particular statement and this thought was, honey is what he grabbed. Honey's sticky. Anybody, have you ever got a, a real honeycomb where, it, well, shoot, you can put your hand in any kind of honey and you'll find that eventually it becomes sticky. And if we're not careful, we'll end up holding on to it. When all we were supposed to do was just taste it, move to the next one. See, we, we often use, I think our testimonies are one thing to use testimonies. But, but when, we are, when we are expressing the gospel of God, there are some times that God wants to move in a new way to us. And it's not always that what we use that still stuck to our fingers from the past is what somebody needs to hear right now. Sometimes people need to hear what's now. Amen. So if you're not careful and God shows you a victory, you'll hold on to it. And you'll carry it. And that'll be the only battle you'll ever fight. Why? Because you got something in your Oh. Because you got something still in your hands. If you're going to move into God's thing, be prepared to be empty-handed. Don't you dare walk into tomorrow with yesterday. And it makes it easy for us to, to continue to walk through life and hold on to. We will more often than not hold on to what we desire versus desiring the one that allowed us to hold it. You'll slap somebody after lunch because I know we've all been there. Come on, we, if God's too... <laughs> I preached one time about being hung in the balance. That God won't be so good to us that, he don't, that we think we don't need him. And he won't allow so much bad things to happen to us that we lose hope. He keeps us in the balance. He allows a little bit of good and a little bit of bad and a little bit of good. and a little, He knows how to dangle the carrot. I love him. I'm a carrot chaser. wonder who he called this morning. I'll give you the answer. Want me to give you the answer? I make people nervous when I start walking around too. You want me to give you the answer? It's the ones that's empty-handed. You don't think you got nothing to offer? That's the one he wants. God, I can't do this unless I get, I know you can't do it unless you got me. I know you can't. Why do you think I put it on you? Stay up late, can't sleep, 
Man, my spirit's been so uneasy. Boy, I'm in a good way. Don't y'all get twisted. <laughs> I've been empty-handed all my life. And I love it, too. I ain't got to have nothing. A submissive will. Humility. Oh, we're getting ready to walk into things. I know it ain't going to look like what you want it to look like. That's right. You're going to think it's, well, no, man, it would just just be okay. (laughs) Okay? Just be okay. This ain't for the weak at heart. See, I'm glad I, I can actually talk to some people now that's been through it <laughs> and understand it. <laughs> this, ain't for the, this ain't for the lazy people. Building a kingdom takes work. Ask Nehemiah. Building a kingdom takes fight. Ask David. You gotta, you gotta want this thing. Building a kingdom takes somebody to be put in a position to receive revelation. Ask Jonah. Oops, <laughs> I go. <laughs> and then you didn't tell me he ain't going to have just knuckleheads. Boy, that's the way we all are. God, I'll go. We get there and then I don't know why I'm doing it. God, I want your love. I don't know why I'm going to church. 